Good evening. Um, my name's Owen, I'm the curate here, and it's falling to me to say a few words in our proceedings about Christmas. What a privilege that is. And I um, wanted to start actually by being uh, genuinely vulnerable with you. And um, one of these, I'm going to share one of these experiences with you that I normally like to keep buried away uh, down here somewhere. Um, but you're literally going to share in it with me as I uh, replay it for you. So the scene was a few weeks back in our living room. And um, a few of the people who were organizing the choir were there. Um, and the plan was to try and record the practice tracks for the choir. And um, so me and, me and Tom, Tom, you here, we were recording the, um, we started out trying to record the tenor line. After a several, too many takes, <laughs> we got something that, that was sort of passable. Uh, then we recorded the bass line. Uh, and then Laura and Katie sang together the uh, soprano line. Oh, carnival! Nailed it first time. Uh, moved on to the alto line. I think it was one or two takes for that as well. Eventually, at the end of the night, we got to, because Tom's computer was very clever and could do things like this, we got to press play all of the tracks at the same time and hear ourselves as if we were a complete choir. And this is what we heard. I'll just pause it there for the moment because you have to realize that at this point, this is sounding far better than any of us had anticipated. And it's like this magic moment as our whole evening's efforts are coming together into this complete result. And then we heard this. It was like, it was hilarious and devastating all at the same time. I've been, like, just, just two seconds before, I've been thinking, oh, this is amazing. I'm finally part of something absolutely beautiful. I'm going to send this to my mum and my old music teacher. And then, no, two seconds later, I'd actually come to the realization that I'd just ruined something beautiful. And it's no coincidence, actually, that that's the very first time that the choir have heard the practice track to that piece, safely after their final performance of uh, Carol of the Bells. So, so that was that. So you know how there can be something miraculous and transcendent in music? And it's to do with like, the physics and the maths of the, the sound waves. And different notes have different wavelengths. And the, the low notes have the slow ones and the, the high ones. High notes have the higher frequency wavelength. When these wavelengths come at you in multiples of each other, they literally line up. And so they, they sort of beat in time with one another. And it sounds gorgeous to our ears. We call that harmony. And then when me and Tom joined in, <laughs> and, and it's not quite in tune, and it's clearly not lined up, the result can be jarring, even physically painful on our ears sometimes. We're at the end of 2016, and it's been quite a jarring year. And it's clear that there's tons of ways in which our world is not sweetly lined up. There is not a whole lot of harmony that we've experienced across the headlines this year. And it leaves us asking, where is all this heading? You know, where are we to locate hope at the moment? If it's not in our democratic institutions or our economic trajectories, 
How do we celebrate at the end of this year? Is this Christmas thing just going to be this moment of escape from the despair or the depression or even the fear that is running deep down? Well, we've got this thing going on at the moment in our church. Um, Some of you will be aware of it, whereby we're attempting to read through the entire Bible over the course of the year. We know how to have a good time. And um, what happens is, when you get to the end of the Old Testament, um, that's like the first half, but it's way more than half of the Bible, you get to the end of it, and um, it's, it's this kind of unresolved, unfinished um, place. So it's supposed to be this story of, the Bible's supposed to be the story of God blessing a particular people, and then through them to bring his blessing uh, to the rest of this, this messed up world. Uh, but you get to the end of the Old Testament, and it leaves you hanging, and you're in this place of uh, failure, of pain, of political oppression. And there's a whole load of kind of hope and longing mixed in with fear, and the, the, the people of God are wondering, is God done with us? Has he turned his back on us? And they're clinging on to the words of Isaiah the prophet, like the ones we heard at the beginning, that the people who are walking in darkness might see a great light. Will we? Will we? That's what they're asking. And then you turn the page, and uh, a most surprising thing happens. A virgin falls pregnant. What's that got to do with anything? Well, this is the creator God stepping into the midst of the mess and coming as the most vulnerable thing imaginable, a human baby. I've got two of them. They're so needy. What sort of a God is this? What kind of outrageous humility is this? This is the God who's not turned his back on a messed up world. He's not turned his back on 2016, but actually has stepped right into the mess in order to turn everything around, to line things up again, to restore his sweet harmony, to save. That is what the, the name Jesus literally means. God saves. And so it could, could it be that, that with the arrival of this, this, this baby, that actually something utterly beautiful has begun? So about this time of year, um, 10 years ago, exactly 10 years ago, something remarkable happened in Paris. And it began on a um, down, deep down underground dark tunnel uh, underneath the Arc de Triomphe and an unremarkable metro train is making its way along. When suddenly something so beautiful, so surprising, happens in that mundane place. What happens is somebody starts singing out loud on a train, public transport. You don't do that. But this wasn't just anyone. This was the front man of a seriously underrated um, a cappella group called Naturally Seven. You should definitely check them out. Um, but they captured this on a couple of mobile phones, and so 10 years later, we get to see uh, what happened. I apologize for the quality of this. The mobile phone cameras weren't obviously what they are today, um, but this is pretty cool. Check this out. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Because I've been waiting for this moment for all my life, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
favorite YouTubes and I just love the way that you've got that that woman is just going for it in her own like giving it everything she's got oh, oh. and then you've got the guy who's just refusing to acknowledge that there's anything going on here at all is is there As the guys are right behind him singing can you feel it can you feel it can you feel it in the air tonight can you feel it can you feel it in your bones tonight that, that there is a light that has shined into the darkness the darkness cannot overcome this light, says John's Gospel. Because in another mundane, dark corner of the world, a baby was born. And suddenly, God is with us. And that changes everything. All of us at some stage are going to find ourselves wondering whether you know, this short speck of human history that we are singing about and coming together around tonight could really be something so significant that um, could really be something worthy of actually people taking so seriously that they'd rearrange their whole life around it, that um, you know, they'd radically alter their priorities in life, that they'd be willing to sacrifice everything um, for this, this Jesus person. Um, and there are, of course, a whole lot of difficult and really important questions around this whole um, faith thing that we need to consider, and we absolutely love staring these issues full in the face um, here. Uh, we're not about to duck them. That's why, uh, for starters, we've got a ton of these little um, booklets called Why Christmas. If you're kind of like, well, what is, 
this really? Is there anything in this? We'd love for you to have one of these. Um, it just has a load more thoughts on the significance of the reality of Christmas. We'll also be running something called the Alpha Course in the new year, which is just this space. If you have curiosity or questions about Jesus, it'll probably be around at our house um, in our front room where the uh, recording was famously made. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and the other thing to say as well is um, inside these little booklets, there's my email address. Um, it'd be an absolute privilege to carry on some of these important conversations around this sort of stuff that have to take place. Of course they do, but for now, in the space, the rare space of this moment, um, shall we just listen to our, our deepest intuitions and ask ourselves, what is it? What is it that we're really longing for this Christmas? Are you not longing for tidings of comfort and joy? For a peace in your heart? To find a, a strength of hope that beats away temptations to despair? To find yourself held in, in such a perfect love, the love of God that just wipes away even your deepest fears, even the fear of death itself? Basically, are we not longing in our bones simply for Christmas to be true? And like a whole lot of people in this community, I've experienced this wonderful, wonderful love that changes everything. Have you? Because you really can. It's for you. Because a baby has been born. There is a light that has shone into the darkness. God is with us, intimately involved in 2016. His beautiful song has begun, and you're invited to join in. Come and be part of it. And with that, I'm going to hand over to the choir, and they're going to take it forward in the, uh, the way that only they can. So over to you.